This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show from Sports Radio 810 WHB, our flagship station here in Kansas City. As you know, I'm here every Sunday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. Central Time. We talk about the mental side of sports in this show. And, hey, what a show Kansas City has put on the last three days. You know, I've we moved here from New York when I was four. I'm 68. It's my hometown. Everybody knows who knows me everywhere knows I'm from here. They know the sports fan I am of the teams here, especially the Chiefs. And what a show Kansas City put on the NFL draft. I'll tell you what, watching that, I didn't go down there because I'm old. I didn't want to stand up for five hours like a lot of people end up doing. My son went down and had a great time. But watching that on TV, the number of people there, number of Chiefs fans there, and just the experience so many people had. I've talked to a number of people who said, boy, it was just awesome. Our city put on a show because that's what goes on here. And the hospitality was shown the types of people that are here, and the enthusiasm that this town has for the Chiefs was shown on national TV again. And, uh, you know, there's no reason, in my opinion, why anybody wouldn't want to come here and put on some kind of an event because this city comes out and supports it. Anyway, I wanted to throw that out there because, boy, what a, what a fun, fun three days it was here. You know, I've been on the radio for 32 years. I've been a sports psychologist in my 42nd year of work now. I talk about all kinds of topics on this show. And as you know, I co-authored a book with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. We wrote that book. It's been five, six years ago now that we, we it came out. Ben Sherwood from Mojo Sports is called The Bible of Youth Sports. And we talk in there about sportsmanship. And we talk about behavior. And we talk about attitudes. The last few weeks on this show, I've had a couple of shows about this topic with these wacky things that go on at youth games and the behaviors of adults, not the kids, the behavior of the adults who act like idiots, screaming and yelling at umpires, referees, officials, screaming and yelling at kids in the other team. You know, we hear all these stories almost almost weekly now about some kind of an argument or a brawl at a youth sporting event because somebody was upset about an umpire's call or or about a play that was made. And if you listen to this show, you know I have been promoting for quite a while an idea that 
there needs to be a sportsmanship meeting at the beginning of the year. And in that meeting, as well as the schedules and everything else, there's a discussion about behavior, parental behavior. And in that discussion, come up with a game plan, which which my plan is that there is a rotating parent every game. Every game is a different parent who super, basically observes the other parents, observes, you know, if there's somebody out of line, and there'll be a guideline for what out of line is, whether it's language or behavior. If that person gets out of line, they then go to the, that, that rotating parent goes to the coach. The coach calls timeout, comes over and says something to the parent, gives them a warning, essentially, to cut it out. If they don't stop, they're going to be kicked out of the game and, you know, and, and as, as awful as it is, I think they have to take their child with them. A lot of people say, why punish the kids? Well, if you t- make them take their child, I think it's going to hit their soul about what they're doing. So this past week, found out something back in New Jersey. And it's great because they're doing a similar type of thing. And we've gotten the Little League president Don Basufi on the line with us from New Jersey. Don, thanks for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me, Dr. Jacobs. Tell everybody where you're at New Jersey. You're outside of Philadelphia. I'm about 10 miles south of Philadelphia in Deptford. Okay. Um, it's a little a little community here. And I you know, I talked to you earlier. You are a Phillies and a Yankees fan, so uh, I'm glad you're going to be cheering for my friend Rob Thompson, the manager of the Phillies. Great guy. Always. Always. So tell us... Don, what you have done back in your Little League organization. What's what's happened, why it happened, and what you've done. Okay, well, it all transpired, I'm saying, two and a half weeks ago or so, and um, uh, we had a parent in the stands humiliating and um, abusing one of our new umpires who's only been there for two weeks. And, and our umpire pool has been down so low since since the COVID, uh, it's hard to get them out there, these volunteers. Well, this gentleman volunteered and was doing great, and he was even enjoying it. And um, Excuse me, how old is he? Yeah. Oh, he's in his 30s. Okay. Yes, he, and he's got a child that plays there, you know, in the league, and he helps coach also. And uh, he, the umpire coordinator uh, called me up and said, uh, you know, tonight, I don't know if you know it or not, but we had a problem on one of the fields. I said, no, I wasn't aware of that. And he said, yeah, and uh, and Timmy quit. I said, what do you mean Timmy quit? <clears throat> so he was being abused. And he said, I thought I had tough skin, but I, but, I'm, but I don't, and I can't take this. This is not what I signed up for. Mind you, we had another coach about, I'm sorry, another volunteer umpire about a week before that did the same thing. That he resigned. What a, what age games huh? are these, Don? That they're they're refereeing. Okay, the game that he was doing was major league game, and that that's uh, ages nine through twelve. Okay. So, so I said, you know, uh, I, I, this is enough. So I sent out I sent out a uh, a mass email to all the, the parents in our organization. Uh, I said. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I wrote I wrote an email to everyone asking you to please, in the stands, calm down. We'd appreciate it. Just sit there and watch your children and give positive reinforcement. And I said, now I'm a little upset 
that the 1% out there that decides that they're going to control the game the way they want to because they're entitled are making a, are sending a bad message out to our kids. And uh, we're losing volunteers because of it. So, effective immediately. If you are found to, to be abusing an umpire, umpire throws you out. I am going to the Code of Conduct Committee in town, and my recommendation is that you're going to get a year suspension from all, from not just Little League, all youth sports facilities in our township for up to a year, unless you come out, agree to, and complete three umpiring assignments on our fields so you can see what it's like out there and what these volunteers have to go through. The volunteers that stepped up to do this for free for your children when you didn't. So, how are you going to train them? We have we have certified umpires on our site, and we're going to we're going to take them on the side. We're going to teach them some field mechanics, and we're going to also teach them um, so, some of the rules. Of course, we can't do it. You know, we can't do a comprehensive uh, uh, um, uh, training, but we're going to do what we can. We're also going to do, have background checks on them before we put them on the field. So we, you know, we've we've got a lot of uh, a lot of ideas. Um, we don't per se want them calling a game. So these umpires, I've told them, if we have to do this, and they make a call on the field which is incorrect, you and we will tell the parents this beforehand. You have the ability to overrule that call. We want the calls to be right. The idea is not to have them umpire a game but for them to see what an umpire goes through in the course of the game, because it's not just calling balls and strikes and safe and out. There's a lot more to that. It's positioning. It's watching more than one play. It's uh, 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 There's a lot involved that they have no idea. Uh, so that, that's, that's basically what we're, what, we're, what we're offering. So what kind of feedback, Don, have you had so far? Well, we've had about... Ninety-nine percent positive. You know, <laughs> you're never you're never going to get a hundred percent with everything. Um, well, yeah, I'd like to know what the negative is. I'd like to know what what you've heard. Well, negative. The negative for the most part is, uh, um, well, that's not what you should do. You should do it this way, and that that's not going to work. It's going to work this way. Oh, that's crazy. This is what you should do. And you know, I, I applaud people for having ideas. Um, but here's the thing: do it. Don't don't just talk about it because now it's in the news. And that's what always happens. You know, nothing's done until until somebody tries to do something. And I, I'm not saying that mine is the answer. We don't know. It hasn't been tested yet. But we're being proactive. We're trying. And what, what I what I challenge all all presidents of all leagues, of not just little league, of all sports, do something, enact something. Let the parents know that you're there, you're watching, and you want their kids to enjoy this. You want them to enjoy it, but there's going to be penalties if you encroach into their into their playground. So, Don, what what led up to this getting to this point? Okay, why did we get to this point? What do you think? You know, I, I I've been with Deptford Little League uh, for 40 years now, and um, I remember I remember back in the 80s having these problems, and for years, all, what we what what we did. Because this is the recommendations of Little League, also, um, you you can you can eject a, a, a coach, a player, a parent from your facility, and if you eject them that game, 
they also have to sit the next game. And that's great, but it's a temporary fix. <clears throat> and sometimes they come back with a vengeance. And, you know, it's not, not always, but sometimes they do. Um, and that, that's great. But, and the other thing we could do, if they get out of hand, <clears throat> you call the police. Now, I don't like bothering the police with things like this. Um, I, I feel, okay, there's things that we're responsible to do rather than have the police do it. And anyway, what can the police really do when they come out? They, they, they weren't there. They don't know. They just know it's a baseball game for children. So they're going to say, cut it out now, you know, or I'm going to come here. I'm going to run you in. And, you know, but we don't want to bother the police. There's more important things for them to do. So um, when this happened this year, I, I just I, I just had it. it, it, reached, it reached well, let, let, me, let me ask you. Let me interrupt you here, if I can. What sure. what finally led to this? What was the scenario where this that finally happened that made you do this? Because there had to be something that happened that that put put this over the edge. Well, well, as I say, in the last three weeks, I had to write two letters uh, because the umpires were telling me there get there's a couple there's a couple parents that are getting out of control. Uh, well, what what I, I have same to say, same parents on a continual basis. Well, different parents, and it's a handful of them. And, and what I want to stress is 99% of the parents are great, and they're there for the right reasons. They're, they're, giving, they're giving positive feedback and cheering the kids on, and they're there for the right reasons. It's that 1%. Um, they just want – I don't know why they do, but they, I guess they feel that they're going to call the game, and uh, they could do it better than the umpires. So, what, so let me um, ask this question. So, so it's, Let me ask this question. Sorry to interrupt you again, but – so you've got you've got a parent, and this goes along with, along with with what I've proposed. You've got a parent who starts yelling at the umpire about the, the balls and strikes. That's one thing, but then they start getting verbally abusive with the umpire. So right. who's going to call that person out? What are you going to do? Right? Or what's going to happen right there? Who's the, that's that's why. Okay. What's going to be the way that's going to be addressed? Okay, here's the way it's going to be addressed. If the umpire deems that this is that this person is abusing uh, the umpires or, or or him, he's allowed to uh, eject them from the complex. Now the the question always is, well, well, how do I get them to go? They'll say no. I say you pull all the children off of the field and put them in the dugout, and you let them know they will not go back out there and play until you leave. Now, if we have to, then you call the police, but we're, we're going to try not to. What about I that person's that child? What happens with that person's child? Well, they're probably going to, I, I think they're, they're going to just take them with them. They're not going to leave them there. I, I don't know. See, we're, we're just testing the waters with this. But when, when that person leaves, now the umpire comes to me. We have a code of conduct committee in our town. We were the first town in the state of New Jersey to enact it. And um, some of the penalties. And are, good for you, Don, for doing that. Why, thank you. And and our our our, our mayor in town and council are, are are right along with us. Our our mayor Plumadini was vice president of our little league at one point, so he he understands what's going on. And uh, we enacted this. And some of the penalties are could be a fine. You could be uh, removed from any of the the facilities for youth sports in the township for a year. Um, anger management classes. So there's there's a there's a bunch of things in place. I'm going to throw out but, another option. This is sort sure. of selfish on my part, but I think you you force these people to read my book and write a report on it because my book, just let them play: guiding parents, co- athletes through youth sports. 
addresses all this stuff. And if these people read this book, if they're if they have any intelligence, they're going to realize what they're doing. I mean, the problem the problem Don here is, you know, we have an issue in our society with anger and and all the problems going on, and a lot of these people come to these games, and they don't understand. It's a kids' game; they're playing a sport. But what happens is these parents. I, I have a, a, a saying: a good coach checks his or her ego at a, at the door. And a good parent at a little league at a youth sports game checks their ego at the door. They go there to have fun and enjoy it. But what happens is they're living vicariously through their kids. They have self-control, impulse control problems. And, you know, then they act like a total fool. And, you know, a lot of these people. And, and of course, you've got some people who show up intoxicated. So you're going to have a lot of these issues. I, I applaud you for what you're doing. The key thing is, gonna, is to see if it works. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're, we're, we're proactive in our town. Myself and the mayor are, are, are clinicians through Rutgers and we, with the Youth Sports Research Council. Um, and what this, what this does, it offers a degree of immunity from civil lawsuits for, for, all, for all coaches and volunteers. And when we give this, it's a three-hour course, when we give this, we address this also. And we explain to them things like this. And, and, I, and I give them some ideas. I said, when I was a manager and a coach, I had a, before the season started, I would have a meeting with the parents and I would tell them, okay, listen, I don't have to tell grown-ups that you have to behave. And everybody would laugh. And I'd say, so here's the deal. I said, when you bring your children and they go through this fence onto the field, these are my children now. I don't want you to coach them. I don't want you to tell them what to do. I don't want you yelling at them. All I want you to do is cheer them on. That's it. And, we, and it really kind of worked. Sometimes I'd have to go and talk to a parent and say, listen, you're not doing what we asked. And it was pretty good. But I think that's the beginning. If the coaches let them know, okay, this is what's going to happen, and we need you to be able to in the, in the, in, in, out here. They'll listen to the coach before they'll listen to the umpire. And, um, you know, that, that's step one. Uh, but you're still going to get people that are going to push the envelope. And I, I guess, you know, I, I hate to be the high school principal that's don't on our penalties and discipline, but, it seems like you know that's the st- that's the st- that's the step I have to take right now. Well, Don, hold on. We're going to go to our first break here. I'm going to open up the phone lines so we can get some calls in. Our phone number is nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Talking to Don Basufi, Bedford at uh, t- t- Bedford Township. Is that correct? That's correct. Bedford yeah. Township, back in New Jersey, about their program to deal with unruly parents at youth sporting events. So if you if you've been at a youth sports event and there are some unruly parents i'd like to hear from you and see what your thoughts are on, on don's program our phone number is 913-3810-810 you know this is something i talk about a lot on this show because somebody's got to talk about it you know people don't want to talk about this you know I, I this is the thing a lot of people sit at these games and there's a wacko parent going on and most people just sit on their hands and don't want to say anything or do anything they want to get in a fight because they're afraid these people are going to get out of control so it's time some programs started to get implemented. This is happening. So our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here on our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday morning, as you know, talking about the mental side of sports, about mindsets, mental preparation, confidence, and sportsmanship. And today I'm lucky to have Don Basufi on with me. He's from 
Bedford, New Jersey, and he's with their little league organization there, and he has come up with a game plan to deal with crazy parents at youth sporting events. So, Don, let me ask this question. How do you think this is going to work? Because we know that, that this is an issue, and, I'm, and, and you've, you've, you're brave enough to come up and implement something. I've been mentioning on my show, as I said, forever, a plan to use. You guys have pretty much a similar type of thing. How's, how do you think it's going to work? Because there, you know that there are going to be some parents who are going to resist, like you said, they're going to have to call the police and all that. That, that How will it will really come into play and, and, and work out? Because I, I hope to God, I hope it works, because it needs to work. Because well, the people are getting harmed are the kids, right? Exactly, exactly. You know, I thought about that, and, you know, like nothing's foolproof, and will we have to tweak it? Probably, or, you know, but I wanted to think of something that would deter people. Okay, so I started thinking, what don't these people want to happen to them? They don't care if they get kicked out. What don't they want? Well, it's obvious because they're they're not volunteering. They don't, they don't want to volunteer, and they don't want to umpire. Um, so I'm hoping that this will be, they can sit there in the stands and say, you know, I really want to scream at this umpire. I want to curse at this guy because he's horrible. I'm so much better. But guess what? I don't want to go out there and umpire. So, you know, I'm hoping that that would be some kind of deterrent. But like anything else, there's always going to be somebody that's going to test the waters. So, you know, I guess we're going to have to take it, you know, one step at a time. And uh, this is experimentary right now. Um, but uh, believe me, we're we're ready to we're ready to tweak it if we have to, and and uh, as as the problems arise, we'll we'll uh, we'll address them. Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, if someone would like to call in and join this conversation, I'd love to hear from you. If you're if you're an umpire, referee, and official, and you like what Don's you know promoting here, I'd love to hear from you. If you're a parent, you're a coach, you've been at games where there's somebody who gets out of control. How do you how do you like this idea? I think it's a tremendous idea, and I think it's something that needs to be implemented across the board. Like I said, with with the plan I've talked about. But what? Let me ask this question: Why do you think we've come to this? Why Why are we getting? You know, I'm 68 years old. When I grew up, we you know we played sports and games, and every once in a while there'd be somebody yelling. But it it isn't like it is now. Now you've got people who feel they can say whatever they want, and you know. There's a there's a lack of officials and umpires, referees, because they're quitting or not signing up because they don't want to be abused. Well, well, you know, the landscape of our culture now dictates that that people are entitled. That they think that you know we're entitled to do anything we want now. I'm not allowed to say this. I'm not allowed to say that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And it's it's a shame that we've come to this. And you know, if you if you if you watch the news in the morning. We've become a dangerous culture too. Um, you know, what, there's some upsetting stories every morning. Every morning when I turn on the TV, and and that 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 is always in the back of my mind too, because there's been instances across the country, extreme in, instances, and uh, I don't want it to get to that. And you know, back in I, I, I was also I'm a, I was involved in most of the youth sports in this town, and I'm going back to like 1986. When, when me and uh, um, one of the women who help in the stand, we're in this concession stand, and we hear a commotion, and here's a guy in a motorcycle jacket chasing an 18-year-old referee across across the field w- with 9- and 10-year-old kids playing. I had to run out there on the field and, and restrain him until the police came. 
that was back in the 80s. And um, I'm seeing things like that all over the, the United States. Uh, I've seen clips of them since this, since I've done this. Some of these news channels have showed me clips and, and put them up there. And I'm like, oh, my God, uh, of, of attacking coaches, attacking children. I mean, uh, I hope that that never comes to fruition in, in my league. But could, could we could we say for sure no? No. But I think... I think we have to we have to do something to make sure it doesn't happen and put things into place and if if need be remove these people when before it gets to that point. Do you require parents before league play to sign a sportsmanship agreement? We do. Yes, it's a code of conduct agreement they have to sign uh, along with other waivers, but um uh, uh they do and but you want to know the truth? <clears throat> we, yes, I do want to know. Time- I do want to know the truth. Tell me. A lot of times they don't even read it; they exactly. just sign it. Um, so you know, it's like, okay, well, at least at least I've got this here in case they do. But uh, you know, it's 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 in place. But I don't even think they. We, we do post what the code of conduct is at our facility outside. There's two signs posting it. But well, do you think anybody? Sign, it, in all honesty, Don, do you think anybody really reads that when they walk in? They don't care what that says. They don't look at the signs. They, I, they may see well, it and just walk it, past it. Let's put it this way. I I had to go looking for it because I forgot where we put them. So th- th- that goes to show you that. Now I'm familiar with the code of conduct. I I know what it says, uh, and um, but other people don't. And I don't really think that, that. Not that they don't care, but I don't think that they take the time out to read the signs. Uh, just like they don't take time to read the um, uh, the uh, the code of conduct that they have to sign. And when they're signing it. <clears throat> Uh, most of these people aren't going to have to worry about it. Uh, I mean, uh, very most of them. Uh, but the few that are going to have to worry about it aren't reading it either. So, yes, we do make them sign it, but we do post it on, uh, you know, on on our walls up in the clubhouse also for when visitors come up. So it, it's it's there for them to, to so, check out. So, is the program has the program started? H- has our our little league program started? What, what you're proposing to do the 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 oh yes oh it, it, when I when I sent the when I sent that email out and then I put it up in face on Facebook uh, when I sent the email out to all the parents I said it affected immediately and I then then I put it up on Facebook and I thought this was just going to go local or district wide I put it up on Facebook and it exploded it was like un, unbelievable and I'm like oh this is wonderful. You know, we can make a difference now. N- not just me. I mean, everybody. There's been leagues all over the country that have that have, that have sent me emails and 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 uh, texts and uh, Facebook uh, posts saying we're going to try to enact this at, a, at our place. In other words, we're going to do something similar. And I applaud them. It, it doesn't have to be what I'm doing. I don't know if this is the answer, but we all have to be proactive for these children, for the sake of these children. We need to be proactive. You know, if I may, when when adults are in any kind of environment or event or sporting uh, youth sports event that where there's children involved, every single one of us has a responsibility. Not just the coaches, not just the umpires. Every adult has a responsibility. This goes beyond baseball or, or other sports. This is life lessons that we're trying to teach: camaraderie, sportsmanship, and. Uh, um, uh, um, uh, being respectful, and 
You know, I'm sure that these parents that are acting up at games, they demand respect at home. I'm sure. But when they go to the field and they act out and they start yelling at the umpire and cursing at the umpire, what are they showing their kids? You know, it's like they've got to be confusing this child. Like, okay, so I'm not I'm supposed to respect, but but I but I'm allowed to do this to an umpire. If I don't like the call, this is what I got to do. And then it's learned behavior, um, and you know, and it's gonna it's gonna come full circle. I, I I'm gonna have you back on the show after the season's over with little leagues over, which will be what probably July, and I'm gonna have you back on, and I'm gonna see what what has transpired throughout the season with this. Because that would be great. Because look, you know, you've you've got the guts to implement something. You know, I've talked about this stuff on here forever, and it's it. I'm so happy to hear somebody finally doing something. Because the people who get hurt are the kids that are playing, and absolutely one of the most uncomfortable things is for a parent sitting at a game and have a parent on their team start to go ballistic. Because most people don't know what to do, right? They're, they sit there. Some people will get up and walk away. A lot of people just sort of sit on their hands and not say anything because they're afraid if they say something, they think this person may, may clock them or something, right? I mean, you just Absolutely. don't know what's going to happen. No, no, you don't. You know, somebody said it in one of the interviews that they had somebody make comments. And, and he said, People are too comfortable making other people uncomfortable, and that's hit me. Nutshell, they they just they just want to show I know more than that guy. Well, we've got to turn the tables on that, and we've got to make them uncomfortable. Okay, so we're going to implement this, and you know what's going to happen? They're going to say this is not fair. I wasn't warned. This is this is uh, this is you can't do this. And but they're going to be surprised because we're going to do it, and. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, they're not going to like the results. Yeah, and that's why with, with the suggestion I've made about you have a rotating parent every game who will, if somebody, there'll be guidelines to what inappropriate behavior is. That I wrote par- that down, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm writing this down. And I think that's a great idea. Well, I think that's, because I think that's the way you do it. You have a, a different parent every game who just, you know, just is aware of what's going on. You know, they're watching the game. They're not, it's, it's not like they're a supervisor. But they're out there, and that if somebody starts to get out of control, they don't confront the parent. They go to the coach and tell the coach, look, you know, Steve over here has been cursing at the umpire. The coach then calls timeout and comes in. Unfortunately, somebody has to implement it. It has to be the coach. And then he'll come over. He or she will come over and tell the, this parent that, hey, look, you're out of control. you got to cut it out. If you don't, you leave. And I, I think you know, throwing that in with what you're doing will help prevent a lot of this from happening and then you're not going to have to to you know force these people to do this but at the same time if they don't get it then i think forcing them to become a referee and official for for several games like you said is going to work last year a lady named christy moore and if you knew, heard this story i've had her on the show was an umpire at a 12 year old softball game in mississippi she was getting abused by a mom in the stands she warned the mom to cut it out the mom was was thrown out of the of the complex because she was cursing at at the umpire. After the game was over, Christie's walking out in the parking lot. This lady came over and, and clocked her right in the face, black, and gave her a black eye, knocked her down, and then she took off. She got arrested, and her mugshot is a picture of her wearing a T-shirt that says "Mother of the Year." <laughs> Isn't that lovely? 
Yeah, I'm going to get Christy yeah. back on the show. It's been a year since this happened and see what's happened to her. But she got uh, a lot of abuse from people for that. Uh, got picked on from some people. And so, you know, I think think we've got an issue here. I, I applaud you, Don, for what you're doing in New Jersey. I'm going to have you back on the show when the season's over with. We're going to see where things go. But I want to congratulate you on having the guts to do something. Cause most well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. Um, the, the, and your your idea is a wonderful idea, and we kind of implement that to a degree. We have a junior umpire program where we take 13 to 15-year-olds and we train them, and we we bring them out on the field, and we have zero tolerance. You you can't say anything. And we have when we have this, we have monitors in the in the in the stands. They're either uh, board members or umpires, and we have them in the stands and reminding the parents when they start to, to when they start to chatter. There will be no talking at all. these umpires so sometimes i guess you have to go to those extremes well it's supposed to be about having fun and you know Mm -hmm. to me the score doesn't matter until you're really 13 14 prior to that should be about having fun and enjoying the experience and the people who run are the parents and the adults don thank you so much for joining us today if people like to get a hold of you how can they reach you because i'm sure there'll be some people who after listening to the show and the podcast will want to get in touch with you Sure. They, they, they can email me at uh, at my email, B as in boy, A, Z as in zebra, U, F as in Frank, I, at Comcast.net, C-O-M-C-A-S-T.net. And, and, you know, I'll respond to as many as I can. It's been overwhelming so far. I haven't been able to get back to everybody. I, I, I've got hundreds of things I still have to address. But um, hopefully this will make a difference, and we have that opportunity right now being under the spotlight, and hopefully this uh, we can change this. Well, I, I think you have done a, an admirable thing, and I, I commend you for it, and I'm glad somebody's got the guts to go out and, and, and do something like this because I've talked about it forever. Thank you for joining us. I'll, I'll be in touch with you after the show, Don. Thank you so much Thank for you. being with us. Take care. All right, that frees up our, our lines here. I'd like to get some calls in here and get your thoughts. If you are a parent... If you're an official, if you're a referee, what do you think about this? It's it's finally somebody. Somebody has the guts to implement a program about these wacko parents at these games. And I know there are people right now driving to their kids' games. It's a beautiful morning here in Kansas City, a little bit windy, a little bit on the chilly side, but I know there are softball, baseball, soccer games going on. People call the show all the time. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to get your thoughts. I'd like to hear from an official referee if, you, if you're listening and see what you think about what Don's implementing back in New Jersey. I think it's about time we have some. And, and you know what? And here's, here's the thing. It really bothers me that we've gotten to this point. It's supposed to be having a good time. It's supposed to be about fun, enjoyment. And, and having a good time with these games. But I hear this, you know, of course, I am a sports psychologist, so I get this information from people. You know, I've shared on this show so many things that I've, 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 when my kids were playing, and they're 33 and almost 32. My younger son, Gregory, is going to be 32 this week, which blows my mind. Shows you how old I am. Anyway, I, I saw so many crazy things. And it's like, we're it's supposed to be fun supposed to be fun but the parents ruin it all right let's uh let's go to the phones before we go to break here let's talk to jeremy jeremy good morning dr jacobs how you doing hey good morning thanks for calling in 
Yeah, no problem. I've, I've called in a few times. Uh, I've I've done it all. Uh, you know, I coach, parent, and and I also umpire in, in our rec league. And uh, it's an extreme policy, but it's it's a fair one, I think. You know, a lot of leagues have an ejection policy for bad behavior. It should never come to an ejection. Uh, I I just like the phrasing on this. It's it's an ejection with a stipulation. You know, like uh, you can't return to the ball field until you you volunteer. And it, and it teaches a lesson. And, uh, you know, as a coach, uh, I've always tried to do the right thing, but I can tell you that since I've started umpiring within my own league, uh, I'm even more cautious about how I interact with umpires. Why? Uh, and, Why? And it's, it's because you understand exactly how, how hard the job is. You know what I mean? Like, as a coach, you're, you're being competitive. Um, I've always said, you know, coaches, I give more leeway as an umpire than I ever would players are parents and players get more leeway than parents with parents spectators they're not a part of the game we can do the game without them they should have no leeway none and uh and especially in youth sports it's it's ruining the game you know it, adult behavior is why kids don't keep playing uh i've heard you talk about it hundreds and hundreds of times before you know i've talked about it when i've called into the show it's it's unfortunate that it has to come to this but I think that doing something is better than doing nothing and watching kids continue to quit the game. And in our league, it's mostly young umpires. From last season to this season, there are at least two, three high school baseball players that umpire in our league that after their first or second season didn't come back. And as coaches and parents, you have to understand that makes the problem worse. Instead of our young umpires gaining experience and getting better at the job that they're doing, uh, they're, we're having to hire brand new umpires who have no experience, and then the uh, the officiating's worse. And why didn't they come back? It, because of the abuse they took last year. Mm-hmm. They, they had to eject a couple of people, and they just decided it wasn't worth the headache. And when you're a you're a fourteen or you're a fourteen or fifteen year old girl or boy. And you've got to approach an adult who may be some big person with a big voice. It's pretty scary because you don't know what that person's going to. That person's been cursing at you, yelling at you, and then you got to turn around and tell them they have to cool it. That's a scary thing for a, a, a teenage kid to do, and that's and, why and that's and why we're seeing a lot of them quit. And, it, and it's a recreational league, no less. It's it's not like we're in a competitive travel ball situation. This is a rec league. Well, even even in a travel ball, it shouldn't be going. It doesn't matter. They're still, no, it they're doesn't. Still, they're right. still kids. They're still kids. You know, the the, the problem is, and, until this this program, I haven't heard of anything anywhere. I've you know, I've been talking on here about what to do, and he's going to implement some of my suggestions into what they're doing. But somebody finally has got the guts to do something. And I'm going to have him back on when, you know, in July when Little League's uh, season's over. And I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to see how many people they had to to kick out. It'll be very interesting because I'm sure they probably will have had to have kicked out a few. And what I I think is going to happen is that that nobody's going to officiate. These parents just won't come back to the games because, because they know they don't want to do it. Well, but but the the problem, Jeremy, then what happens to their kids? If if they're not allowed to come back, their kids aren't allowed to come back unless they do this. You know, 
I, I think that's that's the, that's the key thing here. You're you're right, but if their kids are, can't play somewhere, then they may. I would think they'll do it. But we'll I, see. I, I we'll see. I've seen I've seen bad behavior from parents hurt kids in the past, and uh, I I don't think that that those that behave that badly are willing to go that extra mile and humble themselves for the sake of their children. Well, if, if they if they were, they they wouldn't be running their yappers to begin with. Well, I, I've shared this story. Then we've got to let you go for a commercial break. But sure, uh, a few years ago, a good friend of mine back in in New York was coaching his twelve year old son's soccer game, and they were playing a game in the Bronx, and there was a kid on the other team who would would hit keep hitting was hitting kids on his team during the game. He got warned a couple times, but you know he wasn't kicked out of the game. And at the end of the game, in the handshake line. This particular kid then punched one of the kids on his team as they're going through the handshake line. And Matt, the, the, my friend, then grabbed this kid so he wouldn't hit anybody else. And about 10 seconds later, he gets knocked down by the dad of this kid who starts punching him. And he had, and the dad now has to be pulled off of Matt and screaming at him, you grab my kid, I dare you grab my kid. And then Matt's like, your son just punched one of the kids in line. And the dad's like, what? He goes, yeah, he just punched him, and now you're punching me. Well, gee, why? and what happened was that dad was pulled off by police who were uh, right across the, the fence. There was a fence there. Police were watching. They came out and pulled this dad off. Hands up, this dad was a policeman. Okay, so you wonder, why is his kid punching somebody when he comes out and punches somebody? It's learned right. behavior. It's learned behavior. So, you know. I think this, this this will be interesting to see what happens. Jeremy, I want to thank you for calling in. I appreciate it, and you have a good day. Sure, you too. All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-388-1010. I'd love to hear, like I said, from an official, if an official referee umpire is listening, and get your thoughts on what's going on in, in Bedford, New Jersey, at the Little League organization there where they're going to force abusive parents to, to leave the complex in order to come back. They have to come back as an umpire three games and – umpire referee a game see what they think our phone number is 913-3810-810 give me a call let's talk we're on leader in sports sports radio 810 whb hello again everyone i'm sports psychologist dr andrew jacobs this is the sports psychology hour from our flagship station sports radio 810 whb that was a great interview i had with don and you know i'd love to hear from you if you've got thoughts on this uh, my email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. And, you know, well, contact Don if you've got opinions for him. But I'd love to hear from you. If, if you have had this issue, you're not sure what to do with it. I'd love to hear from you. My phone number is 816-561-5556, my office. I talk about this stuff on here because somebody needs to talk about it. You know, during the week. You know, normal sports talk shows talk about the games and everything going on. I try to address stuff that people don't talk about on this show. And this is a topic that has got to be discussed. And it's got to be brought to the forefront. And people have got to start to deal with it. Because the people who are getting hurt are kids. Kids are going out to play. What's play mean? Go play. Have fun. They're going out to enjoy it. They're, you know, learn skills, get better. But when parents get involved... When parents' egos get involved and get out of control, it ruins the the experience for everybody. Not just the kids, but the other parents sitting in the stands. The umpires, referees, like we said, we're getting a shortage of umpires, referees, and officials. 
because of these wacko parents. So what's going on in New Jersey is great, and I hope some other organizations will start to implement that. There is a need, a strong need, to address this issue. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Our shows are podcasted everywhere, especially on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Got close to 10 years of podcasts on there. Click on the podcast tab, and you can hear many of them. Hope you've enjoyed this. Love to get your feedback and comments. Once again, my office number is 816-561-5556. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. Have a great week. Take care.